A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Who's coming tonight? Uh, your mum. Oh, good one. No, she is. No, she's not. And she's in the crowd as well. Dan, that is revolting. Is what it is. I know someone else that's coming later. Who? Your dad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, gays, non-gays, and everyone in between. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay live from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2019. Welcome to a gay. Oh my god, it's so lovely to see you all. Who's feeling gay tonight? Yeah, even the straight man joined in. Apart from you. Anyone feeling non-gay? No one's feeling non-gay. No one's ever really feeling non-gay, are they? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. So there are some hot men in the room tonight, I've noticed. Hello. (laughs) Hello to them. So in my solo show, Thirst Trap, I date guys in the audience, and I've probably dated like 50 men so far, and I've still not had a second date. Have you not? No. Has none, have none of those uh, dalliances on the show led to real life? No. No, really? Why? Why is why, that? Why, do, you think why, I, uh, do you think I come across a bit desperate? <laughs> but then I don't send nudes, and I think that is a problem. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is happening to straight people, but gays won't meet up with you unless you've sent them a, a pic first, like a dick pic. And because I don't want to do that, because, you know, public. Um, Can't you just send... Uh, uh, someone else's dick pic. Are you offering? <laughs> if you're offering, Dan, I mean then, uh, then I will. Um, so we're recording nine live episodes from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and we're releasing all of them, but um, I'm most excited about tonight's because there is some real big dick energy on the show, Edinburgh. <laughs> Get ready for the amazing Sophie Duker and Jen Brister, who are our guests tonight. <laughs> What is that big to get? It's, it's where you don't need to uh, like tell everyone, everyone just knows because you've got confidence. Is that what it is? Well, you don't actually have to have a big dick to have big dick energy. But I think it's something to do with that vibe of having a big dick. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Does, do we have big dick energy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you had to... Let's do like a quick split down the room. If you had to choose who had bigger dick energy, would you go with Dan... Or me. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much. You only did that because I'm a minority, but I love you for it. I love you for it. However, in this podcast, Dan, the non-gay, is also a minority. You know, it's really hard for straight white men now. It's really difficult for them to exist in the world because there's so many things they can't say without us just piping up and being like, shut up, that's offensive, you know? Um, It's true. So when we do live podcasts, we like to do a thing called Things Dan Can't Say. And basically, it's a safe space for Dan to just let rip, you know? And none of us are allowed to be offended by that because it's his moment. Because there's just not enough space for men to say what they think. <laughs> so is everyone ready for Things Dan Can't Say? Yeah. Here we go. It's time for Things Dan Can't Say. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. What a quick thing. No, I was just going to say, reminder, no one's allowed to be offended. Yes. Quite a simple thing Dan can't say. You can't throw a milkshake over him. (laughs) Can you stop? I'm ready. We're ready. Please, this is your time. Yeah. 
Um, why are gay people obsessed with open relationships? <laughs> um, what, what, uh, okay, well, I'm single, technically. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Technically. <laughs> single while you're in Edinburgh. <laughs> Why do you think that all gay people have open relationships? No, well, I didn't say that, did I? But I said um, it's, it's a very common theme, isn't it? And every time you introduce me to couples that you know, they all seem to be like in open relationships. It, how do you know that? Are they trying it on with you? or? Y- yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you not think that's, that's true? Um, or are you always saying, oh, yeah, so much this... Um, this boyfriend and this boyfriend are there open, and this boyfriend and this boyfriend are there open. That's true. There are, I do know a lot of open couples. Yeah. But and I don't know if that's explicitly a gay thing. Is it not also a non-gay thing, but they don't talk about it? Uh, <laughs> possibly. I mean, is there anyone here in an open relationship? Is there anyone here that's gay in an open relationship? Non-gay? Okay, so no one's admitting to it. Um, <laughs> I think it's just society, isn't it? Like putting shame on sexuality all the time and sex, sex in general. Like, I'm sure straight people would want to do that, wouldn't they? I don't know. It sounds like a lot of admin and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fucking around, isn't it? Why does it sound like a lot of admin and fucking around? Well, because it's, it's 33%. Say if you're in an open relationship and you're adding a third person to it, it's 33% more hassle, isn't it? To, to worry. I, guess, I, can't, I mean, I guess I know what you mean, but maybe they're only open and play together. They might not have a three-way relationship. They might, be, they might not be a thruple. They might just be having takeaways. <laughs> What's that? What does that mean? A takeaway. Yeah. You know, like just bringing in a guy for a night and then saying goodbye. That's called a takeaway. I mean, I just called it that. I don't. Oh. Know. <laughs> I mean, I quite like the idea of it, but I'm very, I'm very obsessive. So it would, I would struggle being in an open relationship because I think I would want all of the attention. So if they were seeing other people, that would stress me out. But you wouldn't mind being the one that was seeing other people. I wouldn't mind that. No, but that's so selfish. <laughs> Why is that? It would be fine to play together, but then again, I'd be like, stop looking at them. Why are you touching them more than me? Like, put your hand on my dick. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's so hard. I don't know why, but, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Open relationships are great, I think, if you are comfortable in one. But I wouldn't say, I wouldn't walk around saying, you know, why are all gay people obsessed with open relationships? Well, I didn't say they're obsessed with having them, but they're definitely obsessed with the topic of them. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a fair comment, right? I also thought the whole point of no. being in a... Re- <laughs> I also thought the whole point of being in a relationship with one person was that you didn't have to go to the sexual health clinic anymore. Because <laughs> that is such a stress, isn't it? Constantly going every two weeks or three months or whatever, you know, and then getting told you've got this, you've got that, and you have to take pills again, and you've got to have an injection. It's quite boring and quite scary. So it'd be quite nice to just have a relationship so you don't have to do that. But you go there so often, you're like mates with all the people there. It's like going to a, it's like going to a nightclub for you. Isn't it? I do bump into people I know there a lot. <laughs> cool, that's things Dan can't say. <laughs> things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. All right, guys, you ready for us to bring on our first guest tonight? I am so excited about this. This is huge. Yes, she's the star of the stand-up show Venus. Uh, It's on at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's sold out every night, so we've got no chance of seeing it. (laughs) Until it hits the Soho Theatre in London. Get ready for that in October. Please give it up for Sophie Duca. Woo! Yay! 
How are you, babe? What day is this for Fringe for you? 20? Uh, yeah, I think something like that. Is it the 18th? I, every single day I go on stage in my show, I'm like, Tuesday! And it's not. Uh, <laughs> so, is it, the 18th will be like no, the 19th. Yeah. It's 20th. Oh, it's the 20th. It's like the 21st day. God knows. Because it started on the 31st. I started on the 31st of July. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's exhausting, isn't it? Old Lady Fringe. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's very tiring. I mean, obviously we are hashtag blessed to be here. Hashtag blessed, guys. Hashtag blessed. Too blessed to be stressed, so blessed. but so stressed. Um, yeah. Congratulations on your Soho Theatre run. That is so epic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you describe yourself as a triple threat minority. Yes, I do. Uh, sh- should I say the joke? That yeah, I said oh God, I want I'm it. I'm a triple threat minority because I make white people uncomfortable when I sing, act or dance. Uh. <laughs> I am here for you making both Dan and I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I'm so up for that. Lovely. And, you know, there are a lot of white people at the fringe. I've oh, yeah. No, there are t- quite a lot. You're glowing. Uh. <laughs> um, how are you? How are oh, you yeah, fi- for your listeners, I'm black. I'm how are you? Like, <laughs> white people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, please give non-gay more because I am a slight minority. Yeah, yeah. In that okay. I'm white, I still Me have too. white privilege, no, but yeah. I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you got a you got a little uh, spicy white. <laughs> <laughs> spicy white. I like that. Oh, <laughs> You're doing the laugh of you. Danny, you still not have it. said that. <laughs> no, that was a that was a. A, a laugh. Oh. <laughs> no, that's my normal laugh. Oh, that's your normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got various laughs. That's like it's like the uh, Mary Poppins laugh. What's that? You know when she sings the song about the different kind of laughs. So some people laugh through their teeth. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is lyrics. So I'm no, not sure allowed to do it. Yeah, no, we can but do like it. some people laugh through their noses, and then like some people laugh through their teeth, like hissing and sissing like snakes, and they go. <laughs> is that Dan? Is he a, a hissing yeah, and sissing? Yeah, he's a and sisser. But I don't think it's meant to be condemnatory of any particular type of laugh. It's all the kinds of like, you know, people who just go, ha! You know, like there's like lots of different types of laughs. I, d- I got that one in my locker as well. Oh, okay. It just d- depends on the kind of joke. Right. Wow. <laughs> that was some shade, I think. So you describe the circumstances that, that you got into comedy as quite dark and quite warped. What, what's that about? So Do I? Yeah, that's what I've read. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, okay. So one of the reasons I started doing comedy, as in like improv comedy, was because I, I fancied a boy. Why do any of us do anything? Right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I fancied a guy that did improv. So that's why I guess it was dark. It was quite, like, improv's quite intense uh i found a guy did improv uh he was an improv troupe and i was like i'll try out and so I get to spend all time with him but as soon as i tried out for the troupe he's kind of stopped doing improv oh um but now we're very good friends oh that's good uh he's dating a great comedian at the end of fringe oh uh who is also my very good friend okay um you never boned we never boned <laughs> <laughs> you look slightly we taken never, about that question sorry like, no no it's all good we're all friends the comedian is called joe sutherland and uh, i, wish him I know now why all. you didn't bone um. <laughs> oh no i wasn't i wasn't in love with joe i mean oh. i'm in love with joe but i wasn't I, I was in love with joe's partner oh. our partner now oh got it okay yeah, cool. yeah um so are you pansexual is that right yes ah fun yes. can you talk us through what that is because i like it's confusing isn't it but pansexual means a little bit like queer right yeah it means <laughs> i was gonna say something I was like this is gonna be offensive i was gonna say it's like you're a hoe but medically um, <laughs> no for me it means so for the reason so i when i came out i said i was bisexual which i think 
I'm still fine to be called bisexual, but I think it just can sound, it doesn't have to, but obviously because it's in the name, it sounds a bit binary. Like you're only into one, one of two things. And with pansexual, it's just like, there's like a whole spectrum of like things, things of people, a whole spectrum of people. <laughs> Objects, poems, <laughs> tables. It's a whole spectrum of human people that you can be attracted to. And like, it just feels a bit more fluid. But I feel like words are difficult. Pansexual feels like a more accurate term, but I guess it's just, queer like queer is easy it's sometimes quite limiting because it's like well what does that mean but like i think uh pansexual is quite an accurate descriptor for yeah how i would see myself i think there is a term for people who are like in love with buildings and objects and stuff isn't there i think so what's that ledger <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know these silly people that marry that get get married to bridges and stuff like a, a t- I saw someone get married to a train station once. Do you know where? It, I mean, I no, I'm sure it was like Dagenham or something. <laughs> I have no idea, but it, you know, it was Dagenham. Yeah, a saucy, a saucy train station. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's let's dive in on some religion. Oh, okay. Because that will be fun. It always is. Always fun. Um, you used to be a Catholic, right? Oh yes, uh, yes. I used to be a Catholic. Well, yes, I did. I've not uh, done my first Holy Communion because you had to write an essay. You had to write an essay as like part of the application process. Um, oh no, I have had first Holy communion. I'm sorry, I've had my first Holy communion. I've not been confirmed, okay. so I think technically I'm a heretic. Mm. Yeah, I know it sounds sexy. It does. I think, yeah, I think it's like a heretic is one you disagree. It's got very religious. It's going to be like a main part of Catholic doctrine. Right, that's okay. what you're called a heretic. Um, as in a, a heretic. A heretic. Sorry, I can't yeah. say it. A her- all right. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't correcting you. I was just. No, how are you oh my check god! It? Checking wow. is the same word. He's spoken over you. He's corrected I was you. Just checking is the same word. <laughs> now I don't even know what how I say. It. Wait, how, how, how do you say it? Heretic. Heretic, but, like heresy. Yeah. And I was saying heretic. Heretic, like correction. <laughs> heretic. I like saying heretic. Like di- like I don't know. I'm gonna say her. her- I can't do it. Heretic. I'm a sinner. Um, <laughs> a lot of our listeners will struggle with religion, um, being LGBTQ+. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for people if they are struggling with that kind of thing? Because uh, obviously like, people read into the Bible incorrectly a lot. Yeah, okay. I would say I, I'm not a Catholic at the moment. Uh, I'm like a cool guy. No, um, <laughs> I'm not a Catholic, but I would say I feel like a lot of important people in my life are very religious. And I think like when people stick really rigidly to what is said in like a religious text or what has been custom in a religion for a really long time that can feel quite limiting but i know that people really close to me have like huge capacity for like love and charity and openness and i think that a lot of those things are really compatible with religion so whether or not the people that you're most concerned about have that kind of flexibility i think that almost definitely with somewhere within the faith that you associate with there will be people that feel like you and there'll be a space within that community for you so you don't need to like be part of that super rigid like doctrine that you like might have been told you have to follow <laughs> that was such an amazing answer i love that answer <laughs> Thank you so with. much, Sophie. Um, <laughs> you were also on the front cover of Attitude magazine. Yeah. Did you see our cover as well? Oh my god! I, you guys were kissing. Yeah. Because yeah. I like looked at all the covers and I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh god. So wait, what? How were you kissing then? Well, Dan, non-gay, was kissing me. Wow. And you were kissing a friend of mine called Sharon. Yes. Who sends was... her love? 
Thank you, Sharon. She has a real crush on you. Not embarrassing her, oh. but she does. Well, she was very forward. Oh, was she? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, why? What happened? Okay, so we kissed for the cover of the magazine, but we only like I'd only met her twenty four hours before. Right. Uh, so you invited her to kiss you on the front cover. Then of the magazine. she invited me to kiss. Oh, her on the front okay. Of the oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so she it. invited me to kiss. Yeah. Okay, that is intense. No, it's quite intense. But the thing that she'd asked me to do before was she'd asked me to like come and perform at like a speed dating night that she runs, which I yeah. think is called Queer Cupid. But I couldn't do the date. And then the next thing she was like, well, "Do you want to make out with me for the cover of a magazine?" So I was like, "This is like a really intense DM slide." And then she came to one of my shows, and then the next day we were making out for the magazine. Oh my god! So yeah, well, that's quite beautiful. Well, yeah, no, but the thing is that she was like very like like the, it's quite weird to kiss someone that you. I mean, I mean, she's just saying what she wants, right? Yeah. I'm all here for that. Yeah. I love it when people are honest about yeah. what they want. No, no, but it's but then like she was just quite cool afterwards. She didn't really like. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe so, she like, didn't get the vibe. Maybe I I didn't think she had a crush on me. I thought she was just picking me up for the oh cover my God, of no, She has a huge crush on me. She was messaging me all day about this. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh no, I made her sound more crazy. She was very chill, very okay. chill. But you know, slide into her DMs. <laughs> Have you been carrying around your copy of Attitudes? With you, that uh, we have. Yeah, so. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just nice to be, be like, look, like it's nice to be a cover girl. I've never been a. I don't know if you guys have been cover girls before. No, no it's the first time I've been a cover girl. It's quite. It's, it's nice, and it's like I don't know. I think it just. I so like when you're kissing. I'm not necessarily like sure that you. I look good when I'm kissing. I like, think you look pretty good. Thank you. But it is, there were many photos taken and then one selected. But I know it's kind of like nice of it to be like glamorized, I think. Mm. To be like, I look sexy all the time. Even oh, when I'm all about being airbrushed as well. Like, oh, I don't yeah. care about, I'm not worried about all of that shit. Like, just airbrush me. I'm happy. Is that wrong? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I want, I want to look like an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I would walk around with face tune on all the time if I could. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you about your show Diet Woke. Um, and how now you're full fat woke. Full fat woke. Uh, yeah. Um, so Diet Woke was like a mini show that I did last year where I just like chatted about the world. Uh, and now I think in my blurb I said I was full fat woke, although I'm not really sure that I am. Like I, am. Like, I tr- like I think one of the things I like get to in the show is that like you want to be woke, but it being woke is very tearing. Um, <laughs> like you want to do the right thing and say the right thing. And if you're a minority, then people want you to be like the voice of your generation community like just be like a guiding light but Always. sometimes you slip you slip up and it's hard yeah and it's a big weight on you from the straight word man have you had that happen uh i think people i don't know i think sometimes people expect to be like learning something all the time like so you can't be silly they're like yes black magical black lady please <laughs> <laughs> tell us more about the race relations tell yeah. me more tell me more and I think that's weird when you're a comedian because sometimes, like, your main objective is to be funny. Yeah. Like, sometimes I find that people are like, I'm just not going to do a comedy that's going to make people feel terrible about themselves because I know what it's like to be oppressed or forgotten about or insulted when I'm in a comedy gig. Um, but, like, it doesn't mean that you're not trying to be funny. It doesn't mean that you're trying to be like, guys, feel bad about yourselves. <laughs> now, give me money. Um, but please do do that. <laughs> Um, and you have a BBC podcast as well called Grown Up Land. Yeah, Grown Up Land. I do it uh, with another queer uh, comedian called uh, Heidi Regan and a guy called Ned Sedgwick and Steve Alley. Uh, and it's real fun. It's just like moaning about how... Well, no, it's not, mo- it's not moaning. It's an upbeat moan. <laughs> sideways glance. Uh, sideways, <laughs> sideways glance at, you know, grown up life uh, via Radio 4, which right. is a scary place. <laughs> Can you help us with growing up? Oh, yeah, sure. What, what's, your main, what's your main issue? Grown up. I think our collective main issue is admin. Oh, God. Banking, oh. Receipt. How default. many unread?
read emails? Oh, like thousands. Oh, God. <laughs> thousands, I've no idea. No. If you, if you don't make it to the top ten, like, you're gone. Oh, my... That makes me physically sick. Does it? <laughs> I'm, definite, I'm definitely in single digits. Do you, want my, do you want to take my inbox away with you and sort it out for me? <laughs> What a weird thing to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, please give it up for Sophie Juca. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. I saw a tweet earlier that really freaked me out. Um, and it said, gay culture is growing up saying you'd never want a nine to five office job because you're too creative. Me. <laughs> and realizing that's exactly what you need to accommodate the expenses of a gay lifestyle. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> God, how triggering is that? <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I'm at the fringe. <laughs> Wasting thousands of pounds on everything. And just before we came to Edinburgh, I actually got a, I got a normal, I would say normal job because I was like, I'm running out of money. So I got a job in a gym. Yeah. And we haven't really talked about it on the no. podcast yet. But it was really fun. I actually loved it. I was just on the front desk being pretty, letting people in. <laughs> Checking out hot guys. Before he took the job, he, you were saying like, oh, you know, all I'm going to have to do is just let people in and say hi. Yeah. It was and, so relaxing. And I was saying, no, you won't. You'll have to like no. clean the pool. I had to check the pool temperature. But I mean, how difficult is that? <laughs> it was, what, what did you do if the temperature wasn't what it was supposed to be? I just wrote it down on an iPad. <laughs> press send and then someone else dealt with it. It was so good. Also, it was a gym that Tom Daly went to. So I just want everyone to know that I absolutely did not steal his email address <laughs> because that would be against data protection law. Did you see him there? I did give him a free protein smoothie. <laughs> not a euphemism. Was he, was he in there every day? Why? Well, it's just a bad joke. <laughs> joke at the fringe for Dan Hudson. <laughs> joke at the fringe. Um, right, we're going to introduce another amazing stand-up next. I'm not sure. Do you have another one? No. You, do you want to try the one you were working on the other day? Yeah, no, I don't know. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm Are you sure, sure you don't want to try that? I'm very sure. I think you should. But it wasn't funny then. No, I know. That's why I want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do it. Was anyone here two nights ago? Yeah. At this show? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't mean were you in Edinburgh Brilliant. two nights. Brilliant. So Just do the joke. We're running out of time. We had uh, Jenna Friedman here, and it went down a very dark hole, and we started talking about pedophile rings and all this sort of stuff. It's all been edited out. But it reminded me that I'm, I'm working on this joke about Prince Andrew, uh, who is allegedly... Uh, yeah, just get to the joke. I know what's happened with pedophile. Prince Andrew. Um, <laughs> Jesus. It was basically... So, well, I'm getting there. I know, it's just taking so long, and you've built it up and made it awkward for everyone. <laughs> and you're not going to diffuse the awkwardness with an actual joke, so it's just going to be awful. Go. Well, so he's allegedly had a lot of kids. So I, um, as in, he's had sex with a lot of kids. But he's, oh, he's, he's allegedly, allegedly. But he's also he's the he's the Duke of York. So he's also had ten thousand men. <laughs> oh my god! That you got a few laughs, yeah. Went... Oh my god! Everyone else is looking really uncomfortable, <laughs> but you got a laugh. Joke of the fringe, Dan okay. Um Right from that awkward note. Next, it's a very powerful, inspiring stand-up. Um, you will absolutely love her if you haven't heard of her already. She's an author and star of her new show, Underprivilege at the Edinburgh Fringe. Please welcome Jen Brister! Wow! Thank you so much. What, what a welcome. How is your fringe? I mean, who knows? 
<laughs> I've got Stockholm Syndrome. I don't even know what day it is. I, I said to the audience yesterday, I went, Tuesday night. And they were like, Monday night. And I went, it's so good to be here. It's Tuesday. They were like, it's Monday. And I kept saying Tuesday like an absolute lunatic. I've got no idea what day it is. And I just know, I think it's, is it five more shows and we can go home? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I, I care so. about. Five that's more. It. I don't care. Just let's go. What's I, your plan after the Fringe? I just, I don't know, oh, sleep. No, I, I have to record my audio book, actually. But um, uh, that was really well planned. That's going to sound so good. <laughs> Just do 25 shows in a row. And on the two days off you got, record an audio book. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that. But, I can't um, wait to hear that. Just you crying. It'll be me. I feel like uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it in two days. Uh, I don't know if you know, like, if you, have, you, have you ever tried reading aloud? <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I mean, like, sometimes if you're, like, we're talking and then I'll trip over a word, and who cares? Just keep tripping. But if you're saying it into a microphone, like, can you say that again, please? And then you do that, like, 28 times, you want to kill yourself. Is it your yeah. book? It is my book. And who wants to, hit, who wants to read their own book? <laughs> I mean, do you know how many... Once you've written the book, you've read it, like, 78 times because you've got to edit it. The last thing I want to do is ever read that thing again. <laughs> um, and I have to say it out loud. But I that's, never even um, thought about that before. You didn't write anything awkward in it, did you? Because Michelle Obama's audiobook gets pretty awkward when well, she starts uh, having to sing. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, really? Because she's quoted lyrics and oh, she ends no. up having to sing them. No, no, and no. you're like, oh, girl, oh, God. Oh, and it's it's a skip 15 can moment. Can she not sing? No, she can sing, but it's just like, no, I don't want it. No, you don't want to hear that. No. no. Um, I, I still struggle with musicals, but um, uh, there is a bit where I talk about perineal massage and that bit I think will be awkward. What is that? Wow. You'll have to read the book. Um, my, it's, I talked about it because it's something that my girlfriend and... What, basically, my um, the book is about being the other mum because uh, as a lesbot there's two mums um, my girlfriend is the, non, is the biological mum I am the non-biological mum and uh, that is how we refer to each other at home a, bi- so, uh, <laughs> a biological mum and a non-biological yeah, mum we're both boxes of detergent you should, um, start, you should start a podcast with that yeah exactly well, that would be great actually um, and uh, when I was writing the book um, I did say to my girlfriend I said listen if there's anything in the book that you don't want me to include of course I'll take it out and so I let her read the book and she went, well, this bit, can we take it out? And I was like, no. <laughs> it's too funny and it stays in. Uh, and that was on perineal massage. And What's a perineal? I don't know what that is. Well, your perineum is the bit between your anus, your butthole, and your... Um, Do guys have that rhinus? Yeah, you, you, yeah, we have a gooch. You, you, I thought go- it was called uh, that. Yeah. The guy yeah, in the front you, row uh, nodded and yeah. winked at me when I said, Is it you gooch? You did. There was a definite yes, look is. there, like a knowing thing. Was like, but you, said also, you also you? said your gooch, as if, you'd, <laughs> as if you know his gooch. Would you mind showing me where it is? <laughs> oh! He touched me! <laughs> he touched your gooch. Okay. I gave him consent. I All right. Consent. You know Andrew's his mum is there. She's not happy. Um, oh my God, my mum is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Orcs. Um, yeah, so uh, during a labour that can, I don't want to make anyone feel weird, but I will, I don't mind. It tears, uh, it can tear. Ooh. And so the idea is that you massage that area uh, with oil just to make sure that it doesn't tear, which when I heard about this, I thought, oh, that sounds very erotic and quite, you know, we're a couple, let's do it. I said, listen, I'll happily do that for you, darling. And then what I didn't realise is that it's not the outside bit. It's the inside bit that you massage. And what it involves is you putting basically... Can you... Look at James's face. You have to... Stay with me. You put, um, you put two thumbs in and you, it's basically stretching that 
area. You're okay. stretching it. And I don't know if, well, obviously you haven't, but um, <laughs> if anyone sticks two thumbs in there, you very quickly want them to take two thumbs out. <laughs> um, and that's all I remember is I went, oh, I've never done it. She was like, get it out! And, um, so that's in the book. That's, <laughs> so which chapter is that? Just so I know which one to skip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, James. Oh, no. I'm going to make that. Don't worry. There's enough lead up where you go, you can skip. Okay, great. You can skip a so this pages. book is about being an LGBT parent. Is that right? Yeah. So when my girlfriend was pregnant, um, obviously there's loads of m- m- books about being a mum. Of course there are. And there's some books about being a dad. They're all kind of really jokey ones. Oh, you know, if your wife starts re-hammering on, you can, you know, leave the house or whatever it is. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, but there was nothing for, for me. And so... There was nothing about being an. El- it was nothing about being the other mum, and and I'm certainly I'm not the only one. There's lots of you know uh, lesbian uh, and also gay men having uh, children, and there doesn't seem to be a lot for the, for LGBT uh, parents. So I started to write like a blog for uh, Standard Issue, which is Sarah Millican's um, uh, website or was Sarah Millican's website, and then on the back of that. Um, it, for whatever reason, it was quite popular and people enjoyed it, and even people that like don't have children were saying that they enjoyed it, and so I. With a lot of encouragement from friends, I got a book proposal together and then sent it to an agent. And uh, that's how I got a book deal. And it actually happened. It's the only thing in my career that's ever happened quickly because everything else has been very slow. (laughs) Very slow. That's really amazing. Yeah. Um, My friends are trying to have a baby. They're a gay couple. And it's obviously really difficult for gay men, especially to have... Much harder, yes. Do you ever... Have you ever considered being a... No. um... (laughs) If I'm not going to do it for... (laughs) You haven't even seen them yet. Literally, if I'm not going to do it... I mean, I could have had the children, you know, with two wombs. Um, I know she's got two wombs. It's weird. Um, um, I could have done it, but I... You know, I got to that point in my life where I, by the time we got to the point where as a couple we were ready to have children, I was just kind of a bit too old. And also I didn't want to. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Either. No. I mean, like, if, you know, people are like, why didn't you? And I was like, <laughs> she can do it. So I... <laughs> Delegate. Fine for her. I think, you know, um, friends of mine you, who are a gay couple and they, they adopted, they, they decided to adopt because it was going to be a much easier process in some ways to have children that way. And, uh, you know, they're really happy. They're great. They've got a son and they're really happy. How did you find the sperm? What did you do for that? Is that a personal question? I mean, no, it is a personal question. not at all. Um, well, we got our sperm, I guess, the way a lot of lesbians do. Um, we sort of waited... Um, until you fellas are asleep, and then, just... <laughs> 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 and then we sort of... very quick milking. Um, Great. I mean, if you've woken up the sawcock, there's every chance a lesbian's been by. Um, uh, no, we did. <laughs> we can literally leave it there okay, if you want, because that was so funny. Um, no, we did. Uh, we did uh, spend back. Yeah, spend back. Great. Did yeah. you do you get a brochure with like what you, to pick from? You you do. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. I know, but. Uh, Every sperm bank is different, so you get different information depending on the sperm bank. Um, and um, we went with the European sperm bank, and so you get uh, a lot more information. So you get information about him, his parents. And a dick pic. You get three dick pics. <laughs> front, you get two profiles. And actually, you pay extra for a picture of his knackers. Um, we didn't pay for that. 
<laughs> Great. Um, you've been really amazing in talking about the protests that have been happening outside the school in Birmingham to do with LGBTQ plus education and inclusivity and stuff. Can we talk yeah. a bit about that? Do you know what? My opinion is that we just have a conversation. And I think what I don't want to do is create, and I think is unhelpful. I mean, I was really cross, that certainly, and my probably the language I used in Twitter was, in a way, I kind of regret, in, in, in as much as it's a conversation that we need to have. And in order to have the conversation, we need to hear things we don't want to hear so that we can say the thing that we want to say. And I think that um, the, Id the idea, the only way to combat transphobia, the only way to combat homophobia is to be able to talk about it with children. Because by the time you get to being an adolescent, I think, not that it's too late, but I think it's much harder to change um, language or to change attitudes. It, it just takes longer. And I think we definitely need to talk to primary school kids about difference and you know whenever we talk about um whenever you say we want to talk about lgbt people go well i just don't want my children to know about sex and i think sex i just think they're too young to know about sex and it's like well my children are four and they don't know anything about sex you know i've never sat my kids down and go oh mommy and mother love each other very much and uh, the reason why is because we've got short nails. I mean, we've never had that conversation. <laughs> you know, it was like, didn't get a double ender out. And to you, to me, to you. We're having that. You know, what we're doing is we're saying, you know, some children have two mums, some children have two dads. Uh, some children have a mum and a dad. And some children have, um, you know, have one mum or one dad or no parents. That's it. That's the only conversation you need to have with kids. And once you start creating inclusive language and once we start um, making sure that everybody's, that we're all seen as equal as children, then by the time you get to an adolescent, that kind of, oh, that's gay or that kind of language, just people will be like, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? That just goes. Yeah. And I, I have no idea really where the fear comes from, from parents to to have those conversations i just don't understand why you would be scared of having that conversation with your child at any age and um i found it frustrating uh, i found it particularly frustrating and i was very angered by question time not just having just even suggesting that that is a debate yeah. just I, I think now we're at a point where we're at a point where a lot of us individuals understand that all of this language is really important that this conversation needs to be happening and then on the other hand i feel terrified that the people that have the most power are going to shut those conversations down and are going to create more division and are going to make us make choices about do we want inclusivity or do we want to i don't know go back to the dark ages and and i don't think that's hyperbole i do think we need to be vigilant about that and which is why when the bbc have those debates in question time they're perpetuating homophobia and they're perpetuating a debate about equality and equality isn't a debate i shouldn't have to uh, or anybody of any minority shouldn't have to ask to be equal because if you're constantly having to ask for equality then you're not equal did you have an email from someone complaining saying that you hate straight people and you hate men? Is that something that happened? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All the time? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> just a thing. I had um, a woman write to me uh, to say that I hated uh, straight people. Right. And I had, I've had a couple of guys uh, just say that I'm a man-hater and that um, I'm a typical snowflake, something or other anyway. I don't finish reading them. I know that they probably write that and they think that that will upset me, but actually it's like, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't lot, understand my show. That's fine. I've had a lot of complaints through our podcast Why? for bullying Dan. People have said I've had to go at Dan a lot. 
Um, and that I hate straight people. I've had quite a lot of that come back through, <laughs> which I think is funny. But then it makes it's me feel hilarious. guilty because Dan is like one of my friends. Yeah, and Dan, just to say, if, if you are, you're listening to this podcast, Dan is not chained to anything. He is here <laughs> of his own free will. Having said that, I did want to come and see your show earlier, but James won't let me. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. James. Wow. That I is could have n- done with the numbers. <laughs> that is not <laughs> fair. Um, thanks so much for chatting to us. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. What's your book called? It's called The Other Mother. It's available to pre-order and will be published on the 5th of September. And are you hitting the... Are you doing a UK tour after the Fringe or are you having... I am. I'm uh, I'm supporting Ramesh Ranganathan from September to December and then I start my tour in February um, at the Soho Theatre and then all around, all over the country until May. Amazing. Wow, so you've done the Fringe all of August and you're on tour from September to... December and then I start again in February. That's mad. I know, I feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Please give a huge round of applause to Jen Brister. (laughs) Thank you, Jen. Love you. Okay, so two nights ago, we uh, did a show here. Uh, Well, we've been doing a show every night here, but two nights ago, um, we made a reference to the legendary porn film... um, the title of which I've forgotten. Oh, The Da Vinci Load. Um, <laughs> Not The Da Vinci Code. The Da, da Vinci, Vinci Load. Load. Um, and everyone uh, thought it was hilarious. So uh, it's prompted us to... Del- no, it's prompted you. It's prompted me <laughs> to delve deep into the world of porn film parodies. I'm going to leave you a list of films yeah. like uh, Titanic. And you've got to give me the porn parody version Tit- title. Titanic. Presumably, and I okay, just, that's, that's just <laughs> off the top of my head. That's just on my head. Okay, yeah. Ryan, press play. <laughs> play your <laughs> right. Play your cunts. Thank you, <laughs> mom. <laughs> play your cunts right. Wow. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, first one, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Okay, um, what help do you think me out, guys. Is? Uh, if you want, Forrest, Forrest Hump. Forrest Hump. Forest. I was thinking dump. Forest dump. Forest dump or forest hump. Dump. What? As in shit. <laughs> like loads. Like a dump. Like a load of, like a, cum dump. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go with forest hump. We'll go with forest. Is it forest hump? Uh, yes, it is forest hump. Yeah. It's forest hump. Okay, great. That's one point to us, everyone. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, your favourite period drama. Um, <laughs> Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. What do you think the porn... Down to your fanny. <laughs> what was that? Down to, down to your fanny. Down to your fanny. Anyone else? Down to Abbey. Down what? Down on Abbey. Down on Abbey. Ooh. That's really that's good. A creative one. Down on Abbey. Let's go with Down on Abbey. You're going with Down on Abbey? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going Down on Abbey. <laughs> I don't know. Well, first, I don't know who she is, but she sounds like a girl. Um, is it Down on Abbey? Uh, it is Down on Abbey, yes. Well, how the, how did you get that? How did you guess that? Have you seen it? Are you gay? Yes. Okay, just he's just creative. That's how he got it. Uh, all right, last one is your favourite TV show. I haven't seen it all, no spoilers. Uh, Game of Thrones. Well, it wasn't my favourite in the last season. It... Well, as I said, no spoilers. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Hoes? Game of Hoes? Came on Thrones. Came, came on Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I like Game of Hoes. Game of Bones. Game of Came on Hoes. What are we going with? If, if you want it to be Came on Hoes... If you want it to be Game of Bones, Game of Hoes, I have no idea which one, which one of those got the most cheers. Mum, what do you think? 
<laughs> I think that was I don't know. Uh, let's go with let's go with what you said. Game of what? Is it Game of Bones? It is Game of Bones. <laughs> Game of Bones. Winter is coming. <laughs> That's the tagline. It is. It is the tagline of the film, and we've got a clip of the film actually. No, we don't want a clip. I've heard the white wankers have broken through the wall. Winter's coming. Winter has come everywhere. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks so much for coming with me again and on gay. I'm Dan Hudson. I'm James Barr. And give yourselves a round of applause. A Gay and a Non-Gay Live returns at the London Podcast Festival on the 7th of September 2019. See you there, babes. Head to gaynongay.com.